we're broadcasting from the furthest reaches of space. Welcome to Trivia Escape Pod. I'm your host, Daniel Spencer. And I'm Ross White. We are still trapped on Asteroid Q, hoping to reunite with Spock and return to space. But in the meantime, we have trivia questions about Disney movies, biology, Hamilton, and Doctor Who. We'll be asking trivia questions in four rounds to test your knowledge and occasionally your creative thinking. This week's theme song was Every Hair on Your Head by Kay Thugga. You can find a link to that in the show notes. We are still, I think, looking for a permanent theme song, though. So, friends, if you have got music, if you've got new jams and you want to send them to us, it's TriviaEscapePod at gmail.com. Have we played every song ever received by email on the show? Yes, we have. Absolutely. Maybe not super dirty, but whatevs. Daniel, this is your first episode as host. I'm very, very excited for this. I would be so excited if we were in space returning to Earth. I have to say my enthusiasm is dampened by the fact that even with all the points you got in our last episode, we're still stuck on Asteroid Q. We are. And it's I mean, it's a little disappointing, particularly that Sesame Asteroid didn't really pick up and we've stuck with asteroid Q, but that's that's fine. Yeah, I was really hoping that we would have the juice to get off of this stupid rock. I was too. We did restore more of our pods systems. We just can't get it in to the air at all. But uh, we have got the microwave working, which is great. Very important. We have got the hollow screens working, which allow us to feel as though we are in different locations like well, they're not working all the way, so it just feels like we're in a bunch of various like bedrooms, which is still pretty nice. Let's be honest. Like that's it's like I feel like I can take a nap at someone else's place, which is just one of those like one of those really nice little luxuries that I miss. Is it as a married person? I haven't taken a nap at somebody else's <laughs> place in a long time, and I'm OK with it. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a nice little thing. It's that comfort of feeling accepted somewhere, I guess. I don't know. Let's not analyze that. Let's move on. <laughs> well, the the sad thing is that the hollow screen, whenever I turn it on, it just shows me a room that's like full of clutter, like a year's worth of clutter, as though I have not really even cleaned in the time that I've been quarantined there. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's very relatable, I think. Yeah. A lot of us are feeling that way. Uh, we got some other vital systems going, though. Uh, we got the food replicator going, so we're no longer eating lizards and puppets. Although we occasionally are still eating some puppets. Listen, I have perfected the the art of the puppet nachos, and I'm very proud of that recipe. I got to admit, I always thought that I was kind of a dark meat man, but that orange meat is... Orange puppet meat is delicious. It is very, very good. And, you know, another way that I think I would describe uh, really just pu like orange puppet meat in general is it's it's very gritty. Oh, no, no. <laughs> 
Well, we are broadcasting while we are on walkabout. And by that, I mean, I am in my harness backpack. Daniel is lugging me around the asteroid. We have found, I would say we found kind of a weird biome. We did. It's not exactly a taiga, which is, of course, the best of the biomes. It's lush, but it's just hard to explain. Like, there's sand here. There's there's grass. There's dirt. There's stone. There's ice. It's like a little bit of everything. Yeah. One thing I'm noticing is that everything also is like uh cube shape oh i hadn't noticed that it's very cubic here super cubic well we should probably explore this thing before dark yeah yeah let's um let's get to it i think uh (sighs) boy where do we start you know what i'm just gonna punch this tree repeatedly okay walk me over here yeah here here you go i'm just gonna i'm just gonna all right this is murder on the hands. Yeah, I don't understand what anyone is getting out of this. This is deeply, deeply unpleasant. Yeah. But uh, amazingly, I now have the tree down. I did not know my hands were so powerful. I didn't either. Uh, maybe in not really being able to use your legs, it's just transferred that power into your arms. Maybe so. It is getting dark quickly. I'm sort of surprised at how short a day is out here. Yeah. Hmm. This is a little a little concerning, I would say. I would say the safest thing for us to do would probably be to stand out in the open. Yes, I think um here's what I think I'm going to do. I'm going to set you down <clears throat> since you're out here in the open. I'm going to go ahead and start setting up a tent uh in case we need to, you know, take shelter or anything, but uh you just I guess sit here and wait, wave your arms and do whatever you feel like doing. Daniel, I have to admit, now that it's fully dark, there are weird noises all around us. I have not. I've never heard a puppet make any noises like this. I haven't either. It's as though this is a creature not made of puppet meat approaching us. There, That is... That seems like a human form. That looks like a hu- hello. Hi. Um. Why? Why are you still out here right now? We thought staying out in the open would be the safest thing to do at night. That's what makes sense um, to us. No. Uh, do Do you need to come back to my dirt house? It's right over here. Uh, we'll probably probably be a little bit safer in Whoever there. Whoever you are, lady, take us to your dirt house. Okay, come this way. Please let me hold on. Yeah, I need to pick up the. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's go. Um, uh, by the way, I'm Allie. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm Daniel. I'm Ross. And we are hosts of a trivia show, <sighs> Allie, because we are we have an escape pod that crashed on this asteroid. I found you. I what? I have been listening to your radio waves for five days and I tracked you down here over to Sesame Asteroid, but then I couldn't figure out where you were since then. Sesame Asteroid. Yes, uh, I mean, what else would you call it? Never mind. We've been rescued. <laughs> oh, my um, goodness. This is so exciting. Um, well, OK, I should clarify that I used all of my power to track you guys because I, I didn't exactly study handyman services before I left space. So I was hoping I could catch a ride with you. Oh, oh goodness. No, Allie, our pod is not working. We are so close, though, we feel as though if we could just ask someone trivia questions and they could get some right. 
we might be able to get off of this asteroid with our friends, Engineer Rachel and Blythe. I I know some things. For I know how to build a dirt house. This is a really impressive dirt house, too. I mean, very <laughs> impressive. You. I love the porch. I spent at least 10 minutes on this, so. I am really impressed with this furnace. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's, uh, you know, you just got to get the basics. Oh, I meant to ask, too. Do you have any lotion? Because I've been punching trees for a while now, and my hands are really hurting. I know that feeling. <laughs> I It's a struggle. We, we don't have any lotion here. I think there might be some back on the pod. I think we should ask Allie some trivia questions. And if she can get the answers right, we might be able to take her back over to our pod, power up all our systems, and launch back into space. I think this is a great opportunity for, for everyone involved. Yes, please. I'm in. Okay, gang. Here are the rules. Our remote... Connection to our escape pod is hooked up to an AI-powered set of intelligence scanners that will give Allie points for each answer she gets right, but our AI also has a sense of humor. So in addition to correct answers, Allie, it gives points for answers that are so wrong that they make us laugh. We'll ask all the questions for a round to give our listeners time to think about their own answers, and then we'll check in with you to see how you did. Points power the pod, so the better you do, the longer we'll be able to operate life support, and the better the likelihood that we get back into orbit and leave this godforsaken puppet-infested asteroid. I'm ready. Let's go. I think we're all ready to get off of this asteroid. Round one is a general knowledge round. So here's question number one, and it's worth 50 points, Allie. In the board game Battleship, how many holes does a cruiser have? I feel like that's almost a trick question from the AI. I mean, if you put one big hole in a cruiser, it's going to sink. I mean, that's true. But also, if you put in a lot of smaller holes, it might. So it's, it's, I think, open for interpretation. But... Specifying the board game battleship, I think, is the important part here. Otherwise, you'd have to account for all sorts of doorways and windows and portholes. Oh, that's a very good point. There's a that is a lot of potential holes in a ship. That's kind of dangerous if you think about it. Yeah, a, a little bit. But if you have no holes in the ship, how do the sailors get in it? Osmosis. The U.S. Navy has perfected osmosis. That's right. (laughs) That's why it's one of the great naval powers in the world. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's move on to question two. Uh, This is a three-part question. Let's talk discoveries. So uh, 2A, Gregor Mendel famously found a mathematical basis for inheritance by studying which legume? little vocal flourish on the word legume. Listen. If you're not going to say it with some flourish, then what are you even doing? Are there any words that invite vocal flourish more than the word legume? I don't believe so. Except maybe tank. (laughs) (laughs) Osmosis. Osmosis. Dirt. Uh, Question 2B. The first immortal human cell line discovered in 1951 by researchers at john hopkins came from which cancer patient and 2c arnie teselius discovered a process in 1931 that was used in the 1960s to give birth to molecular biology what was it it was the molecule <laughs> and the biology no that's probably not right the the biologue <laughs> <laughs> What a device that is. It's just a log, but it's alive. 
So it's the bio log. <laughs> bio log. I, I honestly, if you wrote a commercial, I would buy a bio log from you. It's bio log, bio log. It's big, it's heavy, it's wood. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Gotta love those timely references, Ross. <laughs> Allie, here are some questions about the 1700s, and it's a four-part question. 3A, in 1787, shiploads of convicts were sent to which country? 3B, George Washington dressed in regalia from which secret society when he laid the cornerstone for the U.S. Capitol in 1793? 3C, France lost most of its North American land in 1763 when they signed a treaty in this major city. And 3D, the first battle of the Revolutionary War was fought at Lexington and... Dot, dot, dot. Fill in that blank. The 1700s. That's when my log joke is from. (laughs) Is it wrong if the first thing my brain said after Lexington was Kentucky? (laughs) (laughs) The Battle of Lexington and Kentucky. <laughs> and Kentucky. Would have been kind of awesome. Like, we're a city. We're a state. <laughs> city is better. No state is better. Uh, what, what, what city do you think could easily take on an entire state uh, in, in a war? So, like, rough and tumble? Detroit. Yeah, I think Detroit could could pretty easily take on. And, I mean, there are, like... States like Wyoming and Idaho that aren't going to offer really any sort of resistance because there's no one there. But I I think, yeah, Detroit could take on pretty much any state just from pure gruffness. I would love to see an ultimate showdown between Detroit or, as I say, Detroit and Moscow. Oh, that would be very good. I feel like both sides would be very sneaky and creative. I, I think, all right, well, once we get everything powered back up, I really want to talk to the AI about writing the script for that movie because that would be just just so good. Red Wings versus the Reds? No, nah, that's not a great title. Mm. Eminem versus all Russian rappers? <laughs> Done. Yeah. Yeah, hands down. Let's go ahead and uh, jump forward to question four. Question four, which U.S. coin is worth two bits? Which I guess is like saying which U.S. coin is worth, uh, is it a haircut and a shave? Shave and a haircut. Yeah. Mm. Womp womp. Number five. (laughs) Name the four corners on a standard Monopoly board. I guess there's our capitalism for the episode. Uh, I, I would like to amend our previous movie script. It's not an actual war. I want to see Detroit and Moscow play Monopoly together. Oh, boy. When you say not, I mean, that must be the precursor to the war, though, because, <laughs> oh, I, I haven't played a game of Monopoly that hasn't turned into a huge fight in years, partially because uh, until recently, I was on my own, uh, just flitting around in space. And you don't play Monopoly against yourself. That's the worst. Uh, but I just can't play Monopoly anymore without the like a very specific set of people because otherwise it's just anger and yelling. I, I have a Monopoly set right over here if, if we want to celebrate with Monopoly. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to pass on that for now. Um it dep- how mad do you get how um 
How mad do you get about things? Um, I, I mean, I compensate by going outside and punching trees and or zombies. So I'm sorry. Are there zombies here? Hold uh, on. You just casually you just <laughs> casually dropped zombies. Well, do we have to worry about zombies on this asteroid? Not when you're in a dirt house. Why were we standing in the open? <laughs> that That's why I brought you back. I thought you knew about that and we're just being brave. But I am so terrified. I'm just going to punch your floor for a little while. Uh, well, be careful because there's a basement down there and I don't want you to fall. Wait, what? It's it's I have to keep my chests because, you know, sometimes people come by and they want to, it's a it's a whole system. I'll, I'll teach you the ways of chunky asteroid living another day. Fair enough. This is this is fascinating. I am absolutely amazed. Let's. So question six is a, uh, a three part question here. I'll name a character from Doctor Who. You tell me which doctor or doctors they served as a companion for. 6A, Amy Pond. 6B, Rose Tyler. And 6C, Graham O'Brien. And Allie, the AI is telling us that if you just tell us the number of the doctor, that's fine. But if you tell us the actor that played that doctor or doctors, that will also work so you'll get points either way oh i'm already on it oh indeed well with that kind of confidence maybe it's time to find out what Allie's answers were to our general knowledge round so here's question number one again Allie. in the board game battleship how many holes does a cruiser have i put four sorry the answer was three if it has four it's definitely sunk <laughs> Well, what's funny is I wrote three and changed it to four, but then I was like, no, 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 it's definitely four. The the hubris. <laughs> the gut has betrayed me. Uh, my gut has betrayed me several times after uh, some after some puppet nachos, uh, I will admit, <laughs> but it's always worth it. If you're not careful, the puppet nachos are actually how you turn into the zombie. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, oh, that's very concerning. You got time. It, you would know it immediately. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. Hopefully, when we get back to uh, get back to Blythe and Rachel, they're they're fine. Because uh, I did leave a big heap and plate of nachos before we took off. Mm. Uh, so, uh, question number two. Let's talk discoveries. Uh, Gregor Mendel famously found a mathematical basis for inheritance by studying which legume? I I believe he studied peas. That is correct. It was peas. I, every time I eat peas, I pay my respects. Gotta gotta pour one out for Mendel. <laughs> mm -hmm. 2B, the first immortal human cell line discovered in 1951 by researchers at Johns Hopkins came from which cancer patient? Those would be the immortal cells of Henrietta Lacks. That is correct. An excellent book. Highly recommend. Oh, Rebecca Skloot knocked it out of the park on that. So well written. Such a great read. Uh, 2C, Arnie Teselius discovered a process in 1931 that was used in the 1960s to give birth to molecular biology. What was that process? That would be science. <laughs> That's right. Science discovered in 1931. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a real struggle till we got to that point. You it know? was incredible. I... I don't know how we made it before then. <laughs> Advances in alchemy is how we made it before that. <laughs> That's it. 
If we wanted to get a little more uh, specific, that would be gel electrophoresis. Ah, I have heard of that part of science. I mean, either way, you know, science is a good umbrella under which to answer a lot of questions. <laughs> but unfortunately, the AI gives you zero points. It is, however, going to let you answer number three, our four questions about the 1700s. 3A in 1787, shiploads of convicts were sent to which country? That would be Australia, I believe. That is correct. 3B, George Washington dressed in regalia from which secret society when he laid the cornerstone for the U.S. Capitol in 1793? Did he dress as Freemasons? He did. That is another 50 points. Apparently, the AI would also have accepted QAnon. So who knew? <laughs> oh, Lordy. They had their roots real early. Oh, yeah. 3C. France lost most of its North American land in 1763 when they signed a treaty in this major city. Did they sign it in Baton Rouge? They signed it in Paris. Uh, okay. Very close, I think. It's sweet that you think Baton Rouge is a major city. <laughs> it is red stick, and that, to me, makes it a major city. Baton Rouge versus Detroit? No, that's not even a battle. Red stick versus red wings that is versus a one red. Punch knockout. <laughs> Oh, man. I love it. It's great. I would pay money to watch that happen. Yes. 3D. The first battle of the Revolutionary War was fought at Lexington and... Concord. Is that the right way to say it? I know there's a debate. Is it Concord for that or Concord? I think it's Concord uh, for the, the, the Revolutionary War battle uh, for the major city in North Carolina. It is Concord. I think okay. what happens is if they win, they're Concord. If they lose, they're conquered. <laughs> ah! Yep. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna leave Ross here. I think after this, you better uh, carry my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I'll I'll carry it, but I'll drag it along the ground. <laughs> so, question number four: Which U.S. coin is worth two bits? Is that? A half dollar? Uh, it is half a half dollar. It's a quarter. Ah. Number five, name the four corners on a standard Monopoly board. They are go, free parking, go to jail, and jail. That is correct. Yeah, we also could have taken just visiting, uh, but apparently Allie's got a criminal streak. So I've got a hard life. She identifies it as jail. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the other corner gives very clear instructions, so... It's I, I love just like just I'm just visiting. I'm just visiting. Like I'm just going to go to jail and hang out with whoever's there. Mm -hmm. Here's a question for you, though. When you're playing Monopoly, which in Daniel's case is not very often. And you land on that square after a roll. Do you make sure that you put your thimble or your little dog on the space that says just visiting and not on the part of the square that says jail? A hundred percent. Absolutely. That's what you're supposed to do. And I played with someone once who like rolled and just put it there and was in jail. And I was like, what are you doing? That's there's a very small little promenade for your pieces to go down. If you're just visiting, that's you can't you can't see. This is why I can't play Monopoly because people don't play it right. And I'm the one who gets angry. That's a real good way to get arrested. Allie, I'm looking at your Monopoly board and you've taped over the part that says just visiting and it says conjugal visit <laughs> what 
Oh my God, the rest of these spaces are dirty. Oh, Allie, we're, we're not, not that friendly this. yet. I'm going to put that away for now. Yeah, that's this is this is making me uncomfortable. Once we get to know each other better, we'll talk Monopoly a little bit more. <laughs> we'll revisit. These railroad squares are just awful. <laughs> Moving on to question six. <laughs> I'll name a character from Doctor Who. You tell me which doctor or doctors they served as a companion for. Uh, 6A, Amy Pond. She was with the 11th Doctor, played by Matt Smith. Very good. 6B, Rose Tyler. She was with 9 and 10, who are Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant. Very well done. And 6C, Graham O'Brien. I believe that's with 13, played by Jodie Whittaker, which I haven't actually watched yet. I believe that you are correct on that one. Well done. And Allie, at the end of one round, our AI is telling us that you have 650 points. I feel like now's a good time to mention that um, I may or may not have crashed my ship because the only study material I used was Doctor Who, but my ship is not a TARDIS, so. Ah, fair. Yeah. Fair. That makes sense. Um, But I think there's probably, uh, I think a lot of the kind of general mechanics work out the same, right? You flip a switch, you use a hammer, you hope it works. Yeah. Hope is, is the major key here. Absolutely. Uh, well, let's go ahead and move on to round two. Allie, round two is our Hamilton round. I'm pumped. I hope you are prepared. Let's let's dive right in with question one. Which two songs from Hamilton were certified platinum by the RIAA? The RIAA, of course, standing for the ridiculous instruments of asinine associations. <laughs> Yes. Which is the, the governing body of how we get all of our puns. Unfortunately so, yes. Founded, of course, by Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, in what year was Alexander Hamilton shot in a duel and by whom? Oh, God, that's a spoiler. It is a <laughs> bit of a spoiler. Uh, I will say when I was in high school, my friends and I, and this should tell you a whole lot about me, um, we used to play Hamilton and have uh, we'd have two of us stand back to back, take some paces, turn. One of us would fire into the air. The other one would fire at, I mean, it was, you know, pr- you know finger guns. But uh, basically, we would just reenact that because we found it so comical. We were giant nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I actually... I taught in a high school and I had this amazing student who was obsessed with Alexander Hamilton before the music came, the musical came out. And she once wrote uh, a piece for my class entitled Alexander Hamilton, the foxiest federalist. (laughs) That is fantastic. Moving on to question three. Hamilton is now the best selling Broadway soundtrack ever. Name numbers two through five. And original London casts do not count. Oh, yeah. We don't mess with that West End up here in this podcast. It's Broadway only, baby. (laughs) New York City. We're East Enders here. Wait. Yeah, that works. (laughs) That did not (laughs) go. 
number four, Allie, in the recorded version of Hamilton that appeared on Disney Plus last year, who played the following characters? And it's a three part question. So tell us who played 3A, Thomas Jefferson, 3B, Angelica Schuyler, and 3C, King George. I was really hoping you were going to say Thomas Jefferson and then Lafayette. Oh, that would have. That would have been giggles aplenty. (laughs) Question number five. How many children did Alexander Hamilton have? And he actually had two children with the same name. What was that name? George Foreman. Demented is what it was. Demented. George Foreman. George Demented Foreman. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still pulling my knowledge of Broadway out for number three, because, you know, once you go into Hamilton, you don't really need anything else. So that is that is the saying, you know, Hamilton (laughs) sates all needs. Mm -hmm. Here's number six on the Hamilton mixtape. Who sings the song? That would be enough. I hear a dog. I I was thinking the same thing. I'm so sorry. Is that what zombies sound like? Yeah, I um, I kind of gave them this little device because usually they just go bruh and that gets really annoying after a while. So <laughs> I changed it to dog. I, I also used to teach at a university and some of the zombies there would just be like, bruh. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know what creator decided that's the sound they needed to make, but the dogs just kind of make it feel like home. Maybe we can... Uh... Yoink a zombie back with us uh, to have that barking back oh, on the pod. but if we ever found Spock again, Spock would nix that idea immediately. <laughs> oh. Spock is no fan of puppers. Spock. I miss Spock. I miss Spock. We should search for him. I would love to search for Spock. If we can get the pod up and running. Blythe has seen him since we landed here. Uh because she was still in space when we were sucked over to the asteroid. She said he is searching for us. Oh, that's sweet. I thought most cats would just be like, well, I'm done with them now. No, he, he rescued our friend Julia, took her back to Earth, apparently, and then decided to come back for us. So this whole time spot could make it back to Earth. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess this is another one of his pranks. Let's find out the answers for our Hamilton round. Here's number one. Which two songs from Hamilton were certified platinum by the RIAA? I think they were Alexander Hamilton and My Shot. That is correct. That's a hundred big points right there. Well done. Thank Uh, you. Resisting the urge to sing them all for you. We don't need that. Why resist that urge? It's worse than the Monopoly board. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, so goodness. you've taken okay. the songs and made them dirty? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I mean, there's plenty of ways. Moving on. Uh, question two. In what year was Alexander Hamilton shot in a duel and by whom? He was shot by Aaron Burr. Yes. And I want to say it was 1804. Spot on. Yes. Crushing it. Number three, Hamilton is now the best-selling Broadway soundtrack ever. Name numbers two through five, original London casts do not count. Um, I have Cats, Disney's The Lion King, West Side Story, and Cats 2 Electric Boogaloo. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, only Cats 2 Electric Boogaloo is correct. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. No, I'm sorry. They were Les Mis, Wicked, Rent, and A Chorus Line. Ah, I thought Les Mis was uh, the London side. Is it not? Apparently the Broadway version sold well, too. I don't oh. know. I don't know. I have no actual like foundation for that knowledge. Just my assumption because it's based in Europe. The plot. I mean, that's that's fair. Uh, Americans historically don't care about Europe, <laughs> but I will say that two of these uh, two of these shows are two of my least favorite musical shows. Oh, all right. Dish on that because we may be fighting. I feel like we probably would. Les Mis is incredibly boring. Okay, I, I will not fight you there. <laughs> and Rent is full of entitled jagbags. Mm. Okay, good. I thought you were going to diss on a chorus line. I would never. Okay, good. Ross, I would never. Because uh, if you had God, I hope you would have gotten it right in the jaw. <laughs> Do you know how many times I've stood outside on this asteroid singing Defying Gravity, hoping that it would help me get off of here? That is so <laughs> touching and poignant. <laughs> the answer I, is too many, too many times. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Let's move on to question four. In the recorded version of Hamilton that appeared on Disney Plus last year, who played the following characters? For A, Thomas Jefferson. That would be David Diggs. Oh, David Diggs is incredible. Just mm -hmm. uh, just amazing. There's a little fire burning in your eyes, Daniel. There is. Yeah. Oh, no, it's just uh, the reflection from the furnace. Oh. <laughs> also, I'm sorry. I got lost thinking about his uh, song, I Want a Puppy for Hanukkah, which is <laughs> the best thing you'll ever hear. Uh, 4B, Angela, uh, Angela, Angelica Schuyler. I know her name is Renee Elise. I think it's Goldsberg. Goldsberry. It's one of the two. We're going to need an official answer. I'm going with Barry. It's Renee Elise Goldsberry. Yes. Well picked. And uh, 4C, King George. That would be Jonathan Groff. That is the Groff sauce, 100%. <laughs> Number five. How many children did Alexander Hamilton have? Eight. That is correct for another 50 points. And he actually had two children with the same name. What was it? I I don't know what was going on at that time in history that you would name two children Philip after one of them passed away. Spoilers. That's uh, exactly what was going on at that time in history. It's just a whole, I guess it's a vibe, question mark. Oh, no, no. Philip too. You're just replacing the son that, that we lost. Don't worry about it. You're we're gonna, fine. We're going to no do better pressure. this time, I promise. <laughs> Holding you to crazy high standards, it's fine. <laughs> just be just be like just be like the original Philip. Be exactly like the original Philip. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, question 6. On the Hamilton mixtape, who sings That Would Be Enough? That was Alicia Keys. It was Alicia Keys. At the end of two rounds, Allie, the AI is telling us that you have 1,150 points. Nicely done. Yes. Well 
done. Still knocking it out of the park and hopefully knocking us off of this asteroid. Yes, please. It's time for a short break, but uh, before we go, we have been able to restore the power to our Twitter and our Instagram. You can follow us uh, on both at Trivia Escape Pod. And if you come to our live shows, you'll get a hint for the week if you follow us there. We are back with more Trivia Escape Pod. If you like the show, help us out by leaving us a review or telling a friend to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or heck, just visit us on TriviaEscapePod.com. Every review matters for a little podcast like ours. So give us a shout, please, please, please. It will help us reach the podcast charts in places like Chile, which occasionally happens for us for reasons we don't understand. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's just nice to know that there are people outside of the U.S. who care about getting us home and getting our pod back up and running. Or they care about puppet meat. <laughs> they could care about puppet meat, and I wouldn't blame them, to be honest. Who Although I guess it turns you into a zombie, so I don't know anymore. You, you can still care about it if it turns you into a zombie. You just care for a different reason. <laughs> Allie, you've got 1,150 points after two rounds. It's time for our add a letter movie round. And here's how this is going to work. Our AI has generated the plots to a series of movies for us to act out while we're trapped here on Asteroid Q. And we've been doing that for each other. The AI does not want to run afoul of copyright restrictions. So what it does is it takes an existing film. It adds a single letter to the title of that film, and then it generates a new plot based on its new title. So we're going to read you the plot. You have to tell us the AI's title. Again, it's an existing movie plus one letter, and these are all Disney films but they do venture into live action and, and maybe some kind of obscure Disney films as well. Daniel, do you have an example plot? And we'll see if maybe Allie can figure out the movie title based on the example plot. So we so we know that she knows how this works. I do. I do. Indeed. Here's a good example. Uh, in this Pixar movie, a man's house is lifted by balloons and he greets everyone casually. <laughs> <laughs> sup sup is correct it's so good it's it really helps uh the the changes that the ai makes really helps it so that the the initial part of sup is a lot less heart-wrenching yeah it's all the the first 10 minutes of sup is a lot more of a warmer greeting now absolutely absolutely well uh if you're ready to get going, let's go ahead and get going on these questions. Yeah, we've yeah. got 10 of these plots for you. And here's your first plot. A popular athlete and an academically gifted girl get singing roles in a play and eat fried chicken. I can't even. I mean, that's just. 
I would just... kill for some fried chicken right now. Not that the puppet nachos aren't delicious. Good Lord. Just some tasty breading. Anyway, I would murder a bucket of KFC right now. There is oh. a, a Bojangles franchise a couple trees over. <laughs> what? Yeah. There's been a Bojangles here this whole time, <laughs> which is my very favorite fast food establishment. And I've been missing out. Okay. Well, pod, podcast suspended. We are going to go get <laughs> some of that chicken. Here is uh, here's our music one more time. And we are back. Oh, my God. This is so good. It's so good, but it is square. It's still worth it. Oh, the square does not affect this fry seasoning in the slightest. So if anything, I feel like it's taking up more of the fry and just like you're getting more of that seasoning. And it's just, oh, I'm just going to hold on. Mm-hmm. Mm. Here's plot number two. While Daniel's <laughs> eating their chicken. <laughs> number two, identical twins, Annie and Hallie separated at birth and each raised by vagrants and beggars. Later, discover each other for the first time at summer camp. Let's play a game called How Many Synonyms for Vagrants and Beggars Can I Summon from the <laughs> Recesses of My Brain? Yeah, I think I think hobos are in there, too. Uh-huh. Question number three. Cusco is turned into a llama by his ex-administrator and gets a job as a network anchor. Which, you know, Cusco's got the voice for it. Yeah. Without a doubt, he's got that that smooth and uh, slightly, slightly deep voice. I don't know that he would handle technical interruptions very well, though. Probably not. <laughs> they threw off his groove. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Transported to Barsoom, a Civil War vet discovers a barren planet seemingly inhabited by 12 foot tall barbarians who run one of the world's largest communications and cable companies. It's fun that the AI will sometimes spit out plots to movies that really nobody saw in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's funny uh, because like if you're on the answering side of this, you try and figure out which part of this is the changed part. <laughs> That's the struggle. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real struggle. Question number five. After a threat from the tiger, Sher Khan forces him to flee. A man cub rests by a small stream. Aw. That sounds so pleasant. It's so pleasant and nice. Are there any streams around here, Allie? No, I was going to say that's actually one of the things I miss most about Earth is I haven't been able to find a good stream in a hot minute. Uh, we have just gotten up, you know, our, our a lot of our communications back up. So I do... Uh, I have been able to find some good streams through Twitch. Oh, okay. Uh, it's been it's been real great. Boo, <laughs> Ross, you are in no position. <laughs> None. I cannot judge. <laughs> Number six, young William Stronghold, the son of the commander and Jetstream, tries to find a balance between being a normal teenager. And a manufacturer of an Icelandic yogurt-style food. I'm sorry, what? Oh, boy. (laughs) So, yeah, you got to know a little bit about Icelandic yogurt, I guess, uh, for this one. So here it is one more time. Young William Stronghold, the son of the commander and Jetstream, tries to find a balance between being a normal teenager and the manufacturer of an Icelandic yogurt-style food. Question seven. 
a Hawaiian girl adopts an unusual pet who is actually a saxophone. <laughs> but sounds like a dog. We've, we've got that technology, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, you guys wake up one day and you all sound like dogs, just don't worry about it. I, I might worry about it. I'm just going to go ahead and tell I you. I do feel like it might be rough. <laughs> I may or may not have already installed one. Oh no. Oh no. I've turned into a cat before. I don't want to turn into a dog. <laughs> Number eight. When a young Inuit hunter needlessly kills a mustache, he is magically changed into a mustache and grows to reside on someone's whole chin. Yeah. My my mustache has definitely gotten a little bit out of control recently. Uh, I am I am ready for the 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 barber wing of the pod to gain its power back so that I can maybe get a hold of that on my face. <laughs> Question number nine. Jim Hawkins is a rebellious teen seen by the world as an aimless slacker. After he receives a map from a dying pirate, he embarks on an odyssey across the universe to find the person appointed to administer or manage the financial assets of a corporation or board. That one was long and had a lot of parts, so I'm going to go ahead and give that one one more time. Jim Hawkins is a rebellious teen seen by the world as an aimless slacker. After he receives a map from a dying pirate, he embarks on an odyssey across the universe to find the person appointed to administer or manage the financial assets of a corporation or board. When he arrives there, they just play Monopoly. <laughs> it's a brutal, violent movie. Dibs on being the banker. Number 10, Allie. A preteen's life turns upside down when he befriends the new girl in school and they imagine a whole new fantasy world to escape reality, which they shorten without losing the sense or meaning. I did not know that was Disney, but now I do. Well, Allie, let's go ahead and see if you know the titles of these faux Disney movies that the AI has cooked up. I'm ready. Question number one, a popular athlete and an academically gifted girl get singing roles in a play and eat fried chicken. That would be Thigh School Musical. That would be Thigh School Musical. Number two, identical twins Annie and Hallie separated at birth and each raised by vagrants and beggars later discover each other for the first time at summer camp. So until about two seconds ago, I had parent strap and then realized that I could change it to parent tramp instead. That is correct. <laughs> the parent tramp. <laughs> parent strap is a very different movie that might go along with your Monopoly set. Yeah, that's actually what I replaced Pennsylvania Avenue with. <laughs> Question number three. Kuzco is turned into a llama by his ex-administrator and gets a job as a network anchor. I would totally watch the Emperor's News Groove. Yes, the Emperor's News Groove would be fun news to watch no matter what. Uh, mm -hmm. Unless it was written by Aaron Sorkin, in which case it would just be kind of preachy and moralistic. Number four, transported to Barsoom, a Civil War vet discovers a barren planet seemingly inhabited by 12-foot-tall barbarians 
who run one of the world's largest communications and cable companies. So I'm not sure exactly where I'm going with this movie title, but I would be interested to watch something called John Swick. (laughs) (laughs) You were in the right neighborhood. This one is called John Charter. Ah, okay. Do you remember the movie John Carter? No one else does. (laughs) I remember seeing a poster and being like, "Mm, not today. That was uh, Timmy Riggins of Mars. It's the same actor. Yeah. Yeah. Question five. After a threat from the tiger Shere Khan forces him to flee, a man cub rests by a small stream. That would be the Jungle Brook. Would be the Jungle Brook. Which just sounds so relaxing. Mm -hmm. Until the mosquitoes come out. Well, yeah. (laughs) Number six. Young William Stronghold, the son of the commander in Jetstream, tries to find a balance between being a normal teenager and a manufacturer of an Icelandic yogurt style food. Uh, I believe that's that classic that started Dina Menzel called Frozen Ikea. I would pay to watch that one. <laughs> I would so pay to watch that. The correct answer there was skier high. Ah. I might want to have a chat with the AI about picking a very um, obscure food manufacturer and obscure movie to combine into a very difficult question. Look, Sky High was a huge runaway hit. I don't even know what you're talking about. And if you were Icelandic, skier would make a lot of sense, I guess. Uh, Yeah. Unfortunately, I left the theater halfway through Sky High because I was a child and got spooked. Amazing. So. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Question seven. A Hawaiian girl adopts an unusual pet who is actually a saxophone. Is that Lilo Bandstitch? I like that answer. The correct answer is Lilo and Stritch. Ah. But it looks like the AI has given you 25 points for ingenuity on that one. So nicely done. That's good. That's good. Number eight. When a young Inuit hunter needlessly kills a mustache, he is magically changed into a mustache and grows to reside on someone's whole chin. That would be my brother's beard or brother beard. Brother beard is correct. (laughs) Brother beard. Brother beard. Question nine. Jim Hawkins is a rebellious teen seen by the world as an aimless slacker. After he receives a map from a dying pirate, he embarks on an odyssey across the universe to find the person appointed to administer or manage the financial assets of a corporation or board. Is that Treasurer Planet? That is Treasurer Planet. Well done. It's the lamest superhero ever. (laughs) And number 10, a preteen's life turns upside down when he befriends the new girl in school and they imagine a whole new fantasy world to escape reality, which they shorten without losing the sense or meaning. That's a bridge to Terabithia. That is correct. And Allie, at the end of that round, you have 1,525 points. Whoop, whoop. Well done. We're going places, boys. We've got time for just one more question, Allie, but it's a top 11 question. So you're going to get 11 guesses uh, and we'll just let you sound them out as you go. Every November, People Magazine names the sexiest man alive. We want you to name the 2010 
winner up through the 2020 winners. Uh, we don't we don't need you to get the order right. Okay, let me. Okay, let's just start naming people. Let's go. Yeah, just start yeah, naming. Just, just jump on in. Sexy, with it. sexy men or sexy half half human, half cat, half dog. Which you know, technically, I think one of these is. Yep. Yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> Actually, I think we we could make an argument for a couple uh, of them being half human, half specific animals that I don't want to say because that might give away uh, who oh, they are. Oh boy! Oh. All right, Allie, name some sexy, sexy. Oh boy! I've only gotten five down so far. Okay, hold on. I have at the top of my personal list Idris Elba. Idris Elba was the 2018 sexiest man alive. So that half is half human, half cat. <laughs> if we're going with everybody's favorite musical, cats. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The fav- my favorite production of that musical. <laughs> uh, he's going to be huge in Cats 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I have next Ryan Gosling. Oh, that is not a Ryan that is on the list. Okay. How about uh, Daniel Craig? Daniel Craig, also not on the list. I have very different tastes than the wide population, apparently, but that's okay. Same. (laughs) How about Matthew McConaughey? Not on the list, unfortunately. Blake Shelton? Blake Shelton, 2017 winner, is on the list. David Beckham 2015 winner on the list perfect perfect I'm trying to think of people who my mom has raved about (laughs) (laughs) and now we know the target audience for people magazine um who else was Ryan Reynolds on it at all Ryan Reynolds won in 2010 perfect how about Hugh Ackman Unfortunately, uh, not on the list. Oh, Neither darn. huge nor normal size nor little Ackman <laughs> on the list. Okay. Um, I have for personal reasons Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe not on the list. Allie, you've got two more guesses. Okay. How about Chadwick Boseman? Chadwick Boseman not on the list either. He should have been. Agreed. Um, okay. One more. Is George Clooney still relevant enough? To make it on the list. Not on this one, no. Okay. Well, I got I got more than I expected. I'll take you, that. You did. You did a, a pretty good job. Uh, our, our list runs out to be Ryan Reynolds, and this is from 2010 through 2020. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, Bradley Cooper, Channing Tatum, Adam Levine, Chris Hemsworth, David Beckham, Dwayne Johnson, Blake Shelton, Idris Elba, John Legend, and you are so close with Chadwick Boseman, but Michael B. Jordan ah, got well, the nod instead. Can confirm I have heard all of those names. So that's good. It is It is good. It is good. Um, I would be hard pressed to tell you exactly what some of these people do aside from looking good. But, uh, you know, I've also not been on Earth for quite some time. It does. It does. The distance does tend to affect it. Allie, at the end of the round and at the end of the show, you've got 1,925 points. Yes. That is going to get us back to Earth in the best way. I feel it. I feel it. This is going to be the week that we Mm -hmm. have enough points to get off of 
sesame asteroid. It even looks like the sun is coming up now if we want to start heading back. I, hey, I say we do it before we go, friends. As always, all of our questions were provided by our AI supercomputer. So if you think it made a mistake, shoot us an email at TriviaEscapePod at gmail.com or give us a shout on Twitter at TriviaEscapePod. If you've got a great idea for a round or a piece of trivia that you're dying to share, we'd love to hear from you. If you've got a theme song that you want to contribute to a little upstart podcast. We need your music. Email us triviaescapepod at gmail.com. Uh, indeed. So, Ross, what's um what's up with you these days? Well, Daniel, tonight is the final night of online trivia. We've been doing it in quarantine for about a year, and tonight, May 11th, 2021, is the final show because... Right now, the plan is to go back to hosting Tuesday Night Trivia live at Linda's Bar and Grill in Chapel Hill every Tuesday starting June 1. And we're super excited about that. We're going to keep the online show happening monthly because we'd be sad to miss out on those great friends that we've made over the Internet. But we're excited to get back to doing a little bit of live trivia. It is a delightful, delightful time every time. Allie, what have you got coming up? Well, I am actually starting another podcast with my very bestest friend, Julia, called Cream and Sugar, where we talk about our love of coffee and tea and all drinks warm and yummy. And then we try out some recipes that are new to us and see how well we can do on them. So if you want to check that out, you can head over to webrewgood.podbean.com or look up Cream and Sugar on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on Google. We'll be there. Daniel, what about you? Uh, well, I've got uh, just a whole lot of podcasts all the time. It's what I mainly do with my life now. Uh, so uh, this time I'm going to talk about Frankenstein's Jukebox, which is a very fun podcast I do where my friend and I each pick a song from the same year and create a new song based off of aspects of the two songs that we brought. And you can find that wherever you find your podcasts. And, and – I wish that maybe one day we could use a Frankenstein's jukebox song as the theme song for an episode. Maybe that would be our forever song. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I think we've got some coming up that are going to have some space themes uh, brought into them. So, they, you know, they might work out well. Allie, this is such an impressive dirt house that you have built um, and... You know, like, I know you probably want to stay here, but your hands are in terrible shape from punching all those trees. Would you like to come with us back to our pod and see if we can use your points to get into space? Yes, please. I I built this dirt house kind of as a temporary home, so I always knew I'd have to part with it one day. And I'm, I'm really excited, honestly, to get out of here because the dog barking was cute at first, but it's kind of getting annoying now. All right. Okay. Well, let's let's do it then. Let's let's go. I've got a great feeling about this. I'm excited. Let's let's go get some lotion. <laughs> hey, hey guys, will you come back? I oh. I just uh, fine. All right. I was hoping we could maybe just ignore him, but mm. <clears throat> uh, uh, hey, I'm so sorry, man. We just I just kind of took off and I didn't even think about it. Uh, here you go. Let's just get you. <clears throat> All right, you snug up there? I am. Good, good, good. Well, let's head out then. All righty, let's go.